anyway, hi. <laughs> I, I I had a oh no I'm going to interrupt for a moment for a similar flashback and image. Uh uh uh, uh Rooker's ass. Mm. Uh. Naked Rooker ass. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I I had to. <laughs> My favorite line in that movie is, "Oh God, she calls you callow in here." Yeah. <laughs> You say you say that like it's a bad thing. Well, it means frightened and weak-willed. Oh, I fucking love that. <laughs> that's the only part of the letter I thought was complimentary. <laughs> yes, that's the only part of the letter I thought was complimentary. Like, yeah. I, I, I love Dogma. I love Chasing Amy. Obviously, obviously fantastic. But honestly, at the end of the day, if it was, if this is a desert island option, mall rats. Every fucking yeah. time. Mallrats, Mallrats is the one that, like, you know, it's one of those things. The first time I ever watched, <clears throat> excuse me, the first time I ever watched Mallrats uh, was with my grandma. And <laughs> she loved it. And I think, I think that, you know, you can talk about like uh studio interference and how they wanted like a modern day porkies and blah 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 but i do think that compared to some of his other films Mallrats may be the most accessible of kevin mm-hmm. smith's movies um Especially now, it like it's a film that that only gets better with time, yeah. as the audience is more familiar with what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah, I I do wish they'd gone with the original opening where it seems like he tried to assassinate the governor, but <laughs> but that's just you know whatever. Anyway, um, hello and welcome to the seventh episode of how marvelous this show we're doing about uh marvel's classic series what if um so hello i am max and also the hello i am mickey and also hi hello how you doing i'm jr um How's it going? Oh, it goes. I haven't uh, uh, suffered any fatal uh, debilitating viral uh, infection since the last episode we recorded five minutes ago. Yeah. I I had one, but it cleared up, so... Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, this week uh, we are talking about volume one, number seven of what if what if someone else besides spider-man had been bitten by the radioactive spider and uh this issue is uh <clears throat> written by don glutt penciled by rick hoberg uh inked by sam granger colored by george russos lettered by rick parker and edited by Roy Thomas. And uh, this is the first of what What If did a few times early on, wherein uh, they would have a basic premise and then they would do 
several stories based on that premise. Um, <clears throat> I, I like to think that this this grew less out of inspiration and more over a uh, bullpen argument. Uh, whereas originally the, the story was probably, hey, what if Flash Thompson became the Spider-Man? And people went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And someone went, how far can we actually take that? Yeah. Okay, fine. What what if Mary Jane Parker became Spider-Man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait. How far can we take that? And And the end result is this, where they just went, I don't care. Everyone. Yeah. Everyone. Everyone. Yeah. Um, so the, the three stories involve Flash Thompson, as was said, uh, Betty Brandt, and John Jameson. And in each version, <laughs> uh, somebody else was at the science ex- exhibition Peter went to originally and wound up being bitten by the radioactive spider. Um, in the first version... Flash becomes Spider-Man uh, and then winds up dying in battle against the Vulture where he is found and unmasked by Peter Parker. In the second story, uh, Peter Parker finds out that Betty Brent was bitten and helps her become Spider-Woman, including building her web shooters. However, she is so freaked out over her super strength that she's unwilling to use it. And her career as Spider-Woman is short-lived because she's just not cut out for it is the way we're meant to take this. Yeah. Um, and then the third story is John Jameson become, gets bitten by the spider. Um, he is then... His fledgling career is then nurtured by Jonah, but then in rescuing the space capsule that is uh, sabotaged by the chameleon, he winds up being crushed by it and dying. And in all three of these stories, Peter Parker finds and saves the spider studies its venom, and winds up becoming Spider-Man anyway. Um, Which is probably the thing I want to poke you, the bear, on. Is because (laughs) it seems to fly... I have things to say about that. (laughs) It seems to fly in the face of probably your favorite Spider-Man movie. And the well, message yeah, there because because in wait the wait Spider-Verse, is it Amazing Spider-Man one? Yes. That's his favorite um, Spider. <laughs> Into the Spider Verse. So in twenty was it twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen? I don't know. I Time is nine, weird now. Eighteen, I believe. Whenever Into the Spider Verse came out, the message we got: <laughs> the movie literally ends with anyone could wear the mask. You could wear the mask. And then, like, in the 70s, what we got was, no, only this one guy can wear the mask. If literally anyone else tries, they will fail and they will probably die. Um, 
this is categorically fated to be it is peter parker or nothing and uh i don't know it's it's an interesting it's an interesting uh contrast uh to look at 1978 versus 40 years later and it's just like nope only peter parker and now it's just like i don't know fucking whoever like you want to be spider-man be spider-man i don't give a shit (laughs) i mean i'm kind of disappointed in this ip uh issue for not including jj himself at some point and just like i could be spider-man yeah am i a menace yeah i don't know I, uh, this, so this issue shows a little more creativity than the last one, simply by virtue of, it's interesting to see how different people would have approached being a spider person. Right. That's Um, the, that's the only thing about this issue that's actually like intriguing to me, whether or not the, the payoff works because right it's it's about like i'm gonna catch shit for this but i've always said and well no i've all not always said it but when i was 20 and very you're gonna say it i'm right gonna now. say it now but when i was 20 and very dumb i my opinion between the big two was that uh, marvel was about the people and dc seemed to be about the powers i realized that's short-sighted but this like what if is showing a very like clear delineation last week when we were talking about uh what if the fantastic four had different powers it didn't inform their personality and the personality didn't inform the powers like this actually does say like how does that person's personality actually inform what they would do as a character if they were given the powers. And that's mostly successful. Uh, Yeah. The end is kind of gross or not gross, but a little bungled, (laughs) but like the, the, how does that person's personality actually affect what they would do if they have the person, if they had these powers that for the most part works. Yeah. I, I, I would love to see how do I put this on the one hand I wish this had come out later um, because I think it would have been interesting to see so there were glimpses of interesting design in terms of the costumes Um because like John Jameson wears a helmet and has a jetpack as Spider-Man whereas Flash has like a little mini cape and uh Betty Brand's version seems to mostly be tits 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 yeah um but they're all still working with the red and blue color scheme and the webs and stuff like that Things have progressed to the point now where, like, you know, different spider people have completely different looks. And you have, like, Ghost Spider, who's got, like, 
the all white with like the purple and the you know and stuff like that and so i think were it to be done later where people could have had more freedom in what they did with the costumes it could have been a lot more fun um and that's actually the highlight of the betty brant section is that when she's putting together her costume she's like teehee i would never actually wear anything like this in public but it's like betty betty you got some you got some that's good exhibitionist in you don't you <laughs> you're betty you're way more fun than i took than i'm giving grant or had would have given you credence um you you you, this you is, put a, this a, a, a a freaky form-fitting mask on her and she's good right. to go yeah this is this is so i've been watching with moira the spider-man uh raymond the raimi trilogy wherein betty brandt is played ah. by elizabeth smart and i'm like so <laughs> rereading that for this or reading rereading this issue for this episode it was just kind of like that's what was going through my head as I was reading the Betty Brant section. And I'm like, yeah, all right. I I can get with that. Um, you Elizabeth know, the, the cool Banks, thing is with Elizabeth uh, Sam. Smart. Elizabeth yeah, well, Smart uh, was the girl who uh, was kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> but like with the cool thing of uh, Sam Raimi now doing um, uh, Multiverse of Madness yeah. is you might actually get to see that. Like no way in hell are they getting Tobey Maguire to come back. I, I I sincerely don't believe that. I don't think Tobey Maguire likes any of this, but you could definitely get Elizabeth Smart to come back, well, or Elizabeth Banks. I got you doing Wait, it, uh, Elizabeth Taylor, CGI'd as she was when she was twenty in a Spider-Man costume, as voiced by um, Putty from Seinfeld. Ah. Uh. Okay. You're you're um, welcome. <laughs> the the thing about it is like I don't even know. I was looking at it cuz my wife asked me what Toby Maguire has done lately. And literally the last movie he was in was Boss Baby, which was 2017. So Oh my god. Yeah. To 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 be fair, I thought the last thing he was in was well before that. So, kudos to him for being in Boss Baby, apparently. <laughs> Whatever. The height of his Wasn't that career, the Kevin Spacey one? The height of his career will always be, for me, Pleasantville. Wherein Ooh, yeah, that's, that's a good film. I, I enjoy Pleasantville because it's basically Invasion of the Body Snatchers from the perspective of the body snatchers. Yeah, it, it's it's a fantastic, witty, clever, very smartly done film that loves film and television and the concepts of those media. It, brilliant. Yeah. And of course, completely forgotten by most audiences. Yeah. But yeah, I I I love it because it is it's it seems it seems incredibly 
progressive when viewed from the standpoint of the teenagers who are moving in, who are now taking over this small suburban whatever. But from the perspective of the people who live in that town, yeah, it's got to be fucking terrifying. So, anyway... Oh, yeah. Let's talk well, about like, Pleasantville like, for the rest uh, yeah, of no, the episode. Like, <laughs> I so want to is the thing. I mean, it's it's essentially uh, uh, the same reason why people love Lovecraft these days. Because it's not that anyone's scared of Lovecraft. It's that you're just like, yeah, Cthulhu is fucking cool. Unknowable, uh, shapeless uh, terror that if you look upon, you'll be, uh, uh, you'll, you'll go insane. No, I want to get drunk with that asshole. I, you know... I hate the the Lovecraft fandom. <laughs> like I hate it. <laughs> I do cuz It's like if there were an Olympic medal for missing the point. Uh And I mean, you know, admittedly the point is coming from a racist uh Agoraphobe? What? What is it when you go? Don't uh, go outside. Agoraphobe, racist, <laughs> xenophobe. Yeah, it's yeah. agoraphobe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but still, like. Oh, and I, I just like the fact that he, he was so terrified of things that it, it, it's kind of doubled back around, and now it's like it's not only hilarious, but it's this great point of like, yeah, that is kind of cool that the t- the scary things win. Why? I'm a scary thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. I I do I do love the i I do love the idea that Lovecraft almost seems quaint now. Uh, that like you know you look at Lovecraft and the entire point of Lovecraft is challenging man's own self-importance. When literally all you have to do is get on the internet and be reminded, oh yeah, humanity is shit. It's always been shit. (laughs) Whatever. You look at this issue and go, oh yeah, we have always been shit. Look at this shitty issue. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so overall, what do you all think? Forgetting about Pleasantville and Lovecraft. So I, I'm I'm going to go on a very slight additional tangent uh, uh, to to make my point. Uh, so I've been recently rewatching um, HBO's From the Earth to the Moon um, mm-hmm. from like the late '90s. Yeah. Classic miniseries, fantastic. Uh, the effects oddly uh, hold up really well. Right. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Really well done. And all I want when re-rereading this is by the time they get to the part where the Gemini. Uh, or Mercury capsule lands on and crushes uh, uh, Jonah. Uh, I want I want that episode of From the Earth to the Moon, where it's a completely unrelated space mission, and then they land and kill Spider Man, <laughs> and that's just that's how it ends. Uh, Houston, I think I killed Spider Man. Spider Man saved my life, but also died. That's, I'm that's very traumatized. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How how the fuck do we make this into an episode? I'm already I'm already a uh, 
early 60s astronaut and uh feelings aren't really my strong suit so uh but i definitely were killed but i killed a national hero today and i need i need to talk to someone about it uh, uh oh and it turned out he was also one of my co-workers oh shit well, yeah oh i used to know him shit <laughs> I'm in trouble with HR. Um, my overall on this one is this this issue of comics is uh, yeah, give it a look. Um, I don't like the Jameson story as much as the other two, but I, the the first two are worth checking out just to maybe try to understand those. They're okay. So the Flash one's a little caricature-y. I guess I just like the Benny Brant one. And it, it, yeah, I don't know. I'd say give it a try. Uh, I'm willing I, to be wrong. I, I also say, uh, if if <laughs> if you're interested in giving uh, this issue a try, especially try and see if you can get the one dollar Super Sea Monkeys. Send that shit in and see if anyone gets there it. There you go. Yeah. Why not? Um... My thing with this issue is the point at which it came out makes it, I think, seem better than it is. Uh, we are not really, <clears throat> we are not really at the point where what if has found its legs, as it were, um, and so, uh. Well, as shown by the B story, that is a ridiculous cartoon that I just don't want to get into. It, it's it's it looks like Fred Hembeck, but it's not. Yeah, and so that greatly annoys me. Yeah, um, yeah, because it is. Uh, it's what if? No, it's uh, Thor in the Dingling family. Is that it? Uh, no, no, that that I think is more the the mid break advert. Uh, this is more like some truly stupid fake what if, like like what if, but involving barnyard animals, right? Yeah, X rated shit. Yeah, I saw that. I remember that. Well, the next issue has what if the spider had been bitten by a radioactive human? Right. Yeah, and equally stupid thing <laughs> yeah j jonah jackass and shit yeah it's whatever like, no I'll, i w- i will say j jonah jackass is one of the greatest creations of uh western culture but so i think i think that the point at which this came out did it a great deal of service because if it had come out later it would have been viewed as worse just because there were better what-if stories. But because it's early enough that that they hadn't really figured out what they were doing with this series, um, it appears better than it actually is. I think the big problem right now... And this goes back to the thing I was saying about, you know, Spider-Verse versus this. 
um, <laughs> is that what if at this point in time is more about reinforcing the 616 than in subverting it. Uh, so we get the issues where it's just like, let's shore up a bit of continuity. And we get the issues that are like, well, what if this slightly different thing had happened? And oh, well, who cares? Um, and this where it's just Peter Parker is Spider-Man. That's all there is to it. It is meant to be. So it's fine. Um, it's worth checking out to kind of see some playing around with what would eventually become the quote-unquote Spider-Verse. Um, but it's by no means one of the standout issues of the series. So yeah. Um, <laughs> join us next time when we will be talking about what if the world knew that Daredevil is blind? Wait, he's blind? I hate to break it to you. I don't know if you missed <laughs> the several seasons of the Netflix series or the weird stalkery Bat Ben Affleck movie. Or... Well, no, no, uh, th th this only gives me hope because it means that um, in a universe where Matt Murdock is real, he didn't have to sit through that fucking horrible film. That's true. That's true. <laughs> he did have to hear the soundtrack, though. I hope he really digs Evanescence. <laughs> I imagine I imagine he went through that period, you know, where he was just like, he was digging on some like Lincoln Park <laughs> and some evidence. It was the Just early. Like, we all lived in through the early two thousands. <laughs> Why does no one understand? Ah, the feelings. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyway, uh, join us <laughs> next time for whatever the fuck that was. Uh, <laughs> Uh, bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. Bye.